Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. to a King of the Hill rewatch podcast. I am Mike. And I'm Rusty Wimatanye. Wimatanye, indeed. Uh, we are doing uh, season one, episode three, correct? The Order of the Straight Arrow. The Order of the Straight Arrow, yeah. And this is, um, um, it, it's obviously the Boy Scouts, right? Absolutely. Actually, uh, Cub Scouts. It's actually the Boy Scouts. There's actually uh, uh, a thing called the Order of the Arrow. That's, oh, that's a, a part real thing? of the Boy Scouts. Oh, really? So this is the first time and the only time in pop culture that you will ever see the Order of the Arrow <laughs> in a reference. And I guess it goes back to uh, uh, probably Mike Judge's younger days. He was probably yeah. younger, and he grew up in te- you know he was yeah. a Texas kid right. for some of his Denton? some of him some yeah, like Denton, that, right? So yeah. I imagine he probably was adjacent, if not participated. I don't know if he participated. There was no information on that, but yeah, I'm pretty sure he was probably think adjacent. They probably did, yeah, because yeah. I mean we freaking all did. Yeah, it was know, a big thing. Yeah. yeah, it was a big thing. All right, so this one, uh, I am the keeper of the flame here, and the flame being the uh, the theme song. Uh, this one starts off cold in the alley. Cold. Finally, we got them standing there in the alley doing their beer drinking and doing their talking. Yep. Right? Just, they're just BS and shooting it. Uh, and they're talking about the order of the straight arrow. And then they flash back to Cotton uh, when the original order of the straight arrow, as far as Bill and Boomhauer and Hank are, are concerned. Yeah, you could see them. They're all, you know, they're all little small versions they're of themselves. Little, like little versions little of themselves. Pops. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then uh, Cotton uh, is, is giving them a dress down. He's talking about how uh, uh, those who don't uh, find a snipe uh, will be dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be dead. Uh, kill 50 men. Yeah. And then Eustace, uh, the one kid we don't know, uh, fails the silence test, uh, gives up his silence stick, and Cotton has to break it in half. Yeah. Yeah. Poor little useless. Eustace. Useless yeah. Eustace. Hey, yeah. useless. We don't know he's useless until later, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, Eustace is out. Now we're uh, we're following around. Well, before that, we've got the dads behind Cotton. None of them speak or anything. No, but, but you could see, you you can <laughs> tell whose dad is who. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> they're definitely Boom Howard Dale and Bill's dads. Absolutely, yeah. You know, it's weird because Cotton's really the only one that doesn't look like his kid. He's the only one. Yeah. All the other ones they have, they're just like slightly different versions of what you get for like yeah. the, the main characters yeah. in the show where they're like taller and huskier. The or only something thing like that, that Cotton looks like is Bobby Hill. And Bo- that's it. Bobby <laughs> and Cotton are the only two. Like he doesn't look anything like his dad. And Cotton from day one looks like he's a thousand years old. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Easy. So you got little Dale, little Hank, little Bill, and little Boomhauer, uh, and uh, they're off in the woods, and they're talking about the snipe. And of course, Dale is the one that wants to go out and catch them snipes. Yeah, 
and and uh, Hank has to tell him, uh, you know, it's all just made up. It's all made up. I love I love Hank's voice in this, or actually all their voices, but Hank's in particular because it's just a higher higher yeah, version a higher of version. Hank's voice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so instead of uh, going and hunting snipe, uh, Bill says they're going to get no Boomhauer says they're going to get snackered. We're going to get snackered with I'll Captain Colonel's what. Bloody Mary mix. Just add vodka. Just add vodka. Yeah, so they're sitting there <laughs> slugging down some some vodka right. mix, probably just tomato juice or something. And yeah, I want to do this every day when I grow and up. And Bill says he wants to drink like his dad every day, fly jets, and maybe be an astronaut. Yeah. <laughs> and then Dale, uh, I want to live in London. I'm going to be a rich mil- a rich millionaire. Yeah. Not just a millionaire. He's going to be a rich millionaire, and he's going to have people killed. Yep. And then Hank, he's going to sell propane. And propane accessories, if, if his, his grades, grades are good, are good. enough. Yeah. Right. If my grades are good <laughs> if enough. My, if my grades are good enough. Yeah, and then uh, we we uh, kind of fade back to, to reality or to, to uh, current times, and uh, Hank is uh, kids and their crazy dreams. And then Bill is so sad he can't blink. Yeah, yeah, I'm so I'm so depressed I can't I'm blink. So yeah, that's funny. He does it so deadpan yeah. and he's just staring into the distance. Yeah. And then we get our uh, we get our opening uh, with the refreshment song, uh, and I want it to be known: no bell, no yell. This no time. bell, no yell. And we just straight up uh, the fast forward cartoon intro with uh, with the song, uh, and then we fade into Bobby and Joseph having uh, power drill fights. Yeah, they're sitting there on that canoe, sitting there power drilling well, or whatever they, it is. They're running at each other. Yeah, like jousting. Yeah, like they're going to joust with these power drills, but their cords aren't long enough, and so they both fall down, Yeah, <laughs> which is kind of fantastic. Uh, and then um, Hank starts, he continues talking about the, uh, the Order of the Straight Arrow. Uh, says he's going to make uh, men out of those 12-year-old boys this weekend. Yeah, yeah. A, coming, a coming of age. <laughs> that's yeah. right, that's right. And uh, Dale says that he... Uh, you know, without the order of the straight arrow and his dad, he never would have learned never trust nobody. And that's how he knows that Bob Dole's faking that dead arm. Yeah. <laughs> Rest in peace, Bob Dole. Rest in peace, Bob Dole. Poor, poor Bob Dole. Uh, Joseph is uh, asking about the life preservers. He asks if he can bring the life preservers. And uh, Dale says, yeah, if you want to be a sissy. Yeah, if you want to be a sissy, <laughs> yeah. Well, that's how it was, like, growing oh, up for yeah. me, learning how to swim. Absolutely. I remember uh, we were on somebody's boat uh, at the lake, and, uh, man, back then it was, hey, you know how to swim? No. Learn. Push you in. Yep. Boom, and they just yep. threw you off the boat that's in the right. middle of the lake, and they would move the boat, and they'd be like, oh, well, swim closer. And as soon as you got a little closer, they'd move it, and, and when yeah. you start looking tired and wore out like you're about to die, <laughs> then they would let you back in the boat. Not and, related to that. There were a lot of child drownings back then. There was but, a yeah. lot of child drownings sure. back then, absolutely. <laughs> not related at all. Maybe not. Uh, so uh, uh, after that, we hear, we see uh, John Redcorn pull up, and this is the famous line, you know, uh, hey, uh, Dale, there's your wife's. And then Bill says, healer. <laughs> healer, yeah. <laughs> it's real slow. And, yeah. yeah. Your yeah. wife's. Yeah. Healer. And uh, they, they want to ask John Redcorn about uh, stuff. Well, they want to ask about funny Indian stuff they can do during yeah. this, this and, and trip. He's, and he's trying to be like somber and mm-hmm. sacred with what he's talking to ancient him about. Ways. Yeah, the ancient ways. Ancient ways, that's right. And they just shit all over it the whole Bill's, time. Bill's like, or Dale's like, Haha, I like how you say everything is sacred. Let's do that. Let's do that. Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> What's funny about uh, this John Redcorn thing, I want to go ahead and add something here. So yeah. uh, the original voice actor for John Redcorn for the first uh, two episodes episodes mm. died before really? the third episode recording. Oh, shoot. I didn't so know that. So this episode was actually, I think the guy's name was Victor Aaron, if I'm not mistaken, the yeah. original voice actor for uh, John Redcorn. Right. And uh, this is actually uh, John Redcorn's official debut as far as like yeah. speaking in the, the TV show yeah. is this episode. But yeah, they had somebody intended to do the voice differently, but uh, he ended up passing away uh before they could record, I guess. But his name was, uh, I want to say it was Victor, Victor something. Why you looked that Aaron, up? Victor Aaron. Victor Aaron? Yeah, he died on September 4th, 1996, five God, months three earlier. Three episodes yeah, in. That's Three rough, episodes man. in. That's tough. Uh, but uh, John Redcorn tells them all about spirit bags and Wamatania, uh, the big spirit that watches over us all. And uh, uh, Hank is writing all this stuff down, not to miss a thing. He says, uh, all right, spirit bags, we matain you. 
Uh, funny looking headband. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Extremely insensitive. And sure. it was funny. I watched it. I had but to he, send it to I, you. You feel like he doesn't mean it, though. Yeah, he doesn't mean it. He it's just mean ignorance. Bad. Yeah, it's, it's just, just ignorance. That's right. And uh, that's a lot of it is just ignorance. Yeah, but uh, there was a really uh, I'll send you the clip, but it was a compilation of potentially racist, mm. like, things throughout the entire series of sure. King of the Hill. Right. And that's the first one on the oh, clip. I'm sure. That's the very first bit of it. Yeah. Well, because when the Laotian family comes in later on and right. stuff like that, there's a lot, a lot of, of a lot of stuff but, like that. You know, I don't ever think of like my wife and I are. We watch The Office all the time just yeah. because it's good background stuff. And there are a lot of weird, almost racial things in that. Right? Yeah, it couldn't be made today. I don't think. But I don't think King they of the Hill, I have never taken it that way. I never did either. The way I always took it as is like these people are like they've lived in you know because I know a lot of people that are similar to that that yeah. they they're not necessarily like hateful people. It's just like they've never met anybody That's from exactly a different right. culture, yeah. so yeah. it's like their their curiosity almost seems offensive, but it's not. It's just they're so curious they don't know what to ask or how to ask it to where it's not offensive. Yeah, Hank just assumes that that Redcorn's making it all up too. Yeah, you yeah, know? he just and, it was just a yeah, and a it's crock just himself. A, it's just silly. Bill, uh, after hearing about spirit bags, offers uh, all the ladies' tennis socks that he got in the divorce that they could use as spirit bags. Yeah, his ex-wife's tennis socks. <laughs> he says, <laughs> and uh, every time she plays tennis, she gets a uh, oh, what do you call it? It rubs. Uh, oh, she gets a blister. Uh, yeah, a blister goes, on the heel. <laughs> <laughs> every time she plays tennis, she gets a blister. Hank says. You know, Bill, it's been six years. Don't you think she bought some new socks? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All yeah, right. I guess that's uh, <laughs> that's where we first see Bill's yeah, like his crippling depression. <laughs> yeah, his sick obsession too with Lenore. It's true. Yeah, it's true. It's a really sick obsession. I don't even know that we've mentioned Lenore yet. We may have nah, mentioned the divorce, but not Lenore. I think the divorce has been mentioned, but yeah. now nah, this would be like the first. I think this is like the first uh, discussion of Bill's crippling depression, mm -hmm. and then also telling us why he's cripplingly right. depressed, right? And exploring that, yeah. So next, we go to Bobby and Joseph in the tent, and they're they're basically uh, practicing for uh, when they go out on the eating hot coals. They're sure, flat, said, with a flashlight in their mouth. Said yeah. that uh, yeah, he, uh, Joseph says he heard that you have to walk on the hot coals and then eat them. Yeah. <laughs> and and he got, <laughs> they say, "Ooh, that's hell hot." Yeah, hell, that's and hell then, hot. And then Bobby's like, "Fuh!" And then his mom comes in. You know, yeah, before he can said, finish the word. Yeah. Bobby, I know half a cuss word when I hear one. <laughs> <laughs> I know half a swear word when I hear yeah. Peggy Hill knows half a swear word when she hears one and then she goes away tells the boys to get ready and Joseph uh, responds with uh, which he always has this creepy thing about women but he's uh, yeah, he you, does. you have the coolest mom she smells like Miracle Whip Miracle Whip <laughs> of all the things Miracle Whip miracle and she whip. is like a and it's funny because Peggy is, that's what she reminds me of she's a jar of mayonnaise mm -hmm. she's like mm -hmm. the old faithful jar of mayonnaise yeah. always yeah big square yeah. glasses uh, alright and we're getting ready to go on our trip uh, with all the guys and uh, Eustace uh, drives up and that's when Dale calls him useless. Yep. Uh, shows up with Randy and tells him that uh, he's going to love him no matter what, whether he gets his badge or not. Hank responds to to the guys oh, with, yeah. uh, "Can you imagine how I'd have turned out if my dad had told me no matter that he loved me no, no matter, matter what?" what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which then we learn a little bit more about Hank and uh, his dad's relationship. Yeah. With that comment there. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, all right, and then we go to uh, Luann. She is packing up. Peggy's kind of helping her pack. So yep. Peggy's going to be all by herself this weekend. Yeah, Luann's we gone. And then Luann says they're going uh, to order the straight arrow. Yeah, she says that she's going to go see her mom. And uh, she goes, well, you know, this is just the arraignment. I'll go back for the for I'll the go back sentencing. for the sentencing yeah. later yeah. on, yeah. Uh, Peggy says, uh, here's fun saver. Take a lot of pictures. Yep. And so <laughs> a little. And if you don't know what a fun saver is, it was a disposable camera. You, you hand off a fun saver to somebody. A disposable camera. Why would you yeah. buy something that you would dispose of, such as a camera? So you take uh, the 20, 25 pictures or whatever it was that the roll would hold. Oh, okay. And then you drop off the camera at the developer. They develop it, and they give you back the pictures, and they throw away the camera. Okay, okay. That was a real thing. That's a concept, yeah. Yeah. That's a concept. Yeah. And, and I know what you're talking about. They yeah. would be, uh, they'd use them a lot in like weddings and stuff, right? Yeah. So, so they'd put these disposable cameras on the tables, and they may still do this, I don't know. They put the cameras on the tables, the guests all take pictures, and then the guests all just leave the cameras there. Yeah, I remember that. I remember them doing that at weddings back then. Sure. Yeah, and then uh, I remember uh, mom packing it for church camp. Like, oh, I'll take yeah. pictures, and it's in the yeah. like full wrapper, and you rip it out yeah. of the full wrapper, and yeah. it's just a damn camera. It's crazy when you think about all the waste. 
that goes into that. Well, not only that, it's crazy. Think about how many different devices we used to have to carry around with us oh, to do sure. all the th- same things oh, our yeah. phone does. You'd have a camera, you'd have a, a iPod. I mean, you'd have all these different devices that you now could just do in one. Yeah, that's absolutely true. I think about yeah. that all the time whenever I see, well, again, uh, reference to the office, uh, Toby is leaving to go to Costa Rica and uh, he has a, uh, he doesn't have a camera. Yeah. And he screams to the office, anybody have a camera? Because he wants to take a picture with Pam, and then he has to go out and buy a camera and then come back and take pictures. Yeah. All right, so Peg is uh, seeing the guys off, and she says, here's a fun saver. Take a lot of pictures. She's <laughs> rushing them She's out the door. She's trying to get them the hell out. He yeah. goes to start the car, and the car won't start, mm-hmm. and then she, like, it cuts to her just like... She, Peggy she, Hill, good old country, Montana, you know, corn-fed Peggy Hill goes out there and push starts that says, big old Lincoln. She <laughs> says, pop the clutch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and they have to get going. Uh, before and that's they, a big car, though. That's a big-ass yes. car for her to be pushing by yes, herself. Yes, that's true. But she, is, she wasn't hesitant at she all. She is a stout lady. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, Hank uh, has a little bit of prayer before they leave. He asks the great spirit, Wamatania, to, to watch over us on this trip. And then he ends with uh, pee now because once we're on the road, we ain't stopping. We ain't stopping. And that is uh, that's very much a uh, a family trip thing there. Oh yeah, especially for my dad, the only person that he would stop for is my mom. Everybody yeah. else, if you yeah. had to pee, you like, better hold it. He would say, "You done with your soda? Mm-hmm. Pee, in, pee in a bottle. Mm-hmm. Pee in that bottle. That's <laughs> pee in right. that bottle." So obviously, Peg's ready for him to leave. Uh, they get out and they get going, and and Peg jumps in the truck and takes off. I mean, fast. Like she's like, oh and yeah, she she's takes gone. off, yeah. boy, in the truck. Hauling ass, she's ready to go. So we're on the trip now with Hank and, and Dale, uh, no, Hank and Bill and the boys in, in Hank's car, and then Dale and Boomhauer are in Boomhauer's truck. Yeah, they're riding the pickup. And so um, we get uh, the, the reminder that the, uh, that the spirit sticks are uh, what they need to hold, and they need to be quiet as they have the spirit sticks, and they're actually what? Oh, they're Slim Jims. They're Slim Jims, yeah. Or... Uh, as some old Southern men would say, it's a chaw stick. Chaw stick. Yeah, that's it's a right. Chaw stick. And and the thing is, you have your silence stick, and he's he's gone ahead and started the twenty four hour silence because he's he's already pissed off at all the kids because yeah. they won't shut up. Uh, well, with this twenty four hour silence thing, I wanted uh-huh. to touch back on the 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 actual real Boy Scouts. Yeah. So uh, that's actually a part of the Order of the Arrow is a twenty four hour oath of silence. So that's actually uh, when talk about continuity for like. The reference that really the twenty four hour thing is a real thing. The twenty four hour thing is actually wow. if you want to be a Boy Scout with the the order of the arrow, yeah, you have to have a twenty four hour vow of silence. So I don't. I, that's got to just be made up by the troop leaders. It's. It, I mean, it has to, to be successful up. though because yeah. it, they have a website for it. So I mean, they have like an official like order of really? the arrow website. Yeah, oh it's uh, oa dash bsa dot com. I wonder if there is a uh, an age limit. I would oh, like to go participate. That's what I'm I saying. Mean, just go you be a sponsor and, and go help out. I'll take my kid with me while dragging no, the wild. No, I want, I want my patch. There you go. Oh, you, you want know? your patch? <laughs> Get I order the patch. arrow patch. That's right. Yeah, yeah, I should look into that. Yeah. The reason that Hank is Hank is so pissed off is uh, they are saying Womatania before and after they say everything. And yeah, this being the boys in the car. Yeah. Womatania. Um, and they are playing the license plate spotting game you know like you would play with your brothers sisters cousins whatever when you're on a road trip yeah, you spot the, the different license plates yeah. the problem is they're in texas so it's all texas license plates. all texas unless you're by the border it's all texas plates <laughs> we matanye texas we matanye i don't know these days a lot of california plates in town so that's true a lot of that's california true. plates so uh like i mentioned dale and Boomhauer are in the truck uh dale thinks it's a good good idea to start mooning the children yeah well uh I have to correct Boomhauer here. Boomhauer calls it a pressed ham, which a pressed <laughs> ham is technically when you press your ass against the window. Sure. And he actually does what you call hanging. He rolls the window down and he hangs his butt cheeks out the side of the car. So uh, Boomhauer called it uh, a pressed ham, which just for continuity purposes, it wasn't actually a pressed we, ham. We obviously understand, though, that uh, <laughs> a lot of these people don't understand what the hell Boomhauer is saying. No, no, not at yeah. all, ever. Right. Like, And it's funny because uh, it's throughout the whole show, mm-hmm. uh, he tells on them, he, tell, he gives all kinds of secrets. He's and the first all one. all kinds of stuff, yeah. first one to say something, yeah. and it's always gibberish to the person who needs to hear it. <laughs> yeah, so Hank is back uh, reminding them that each time you talk, I take a bite, and five bites and you're out. Yep. Uh, Hank uh, pretends to uh, go to sleep at the wheel. Joseph 
Well, uh, well, hold on. So yeah. Bill looks over at Hank and says, I'm getting hungry. Oh, yeah. And then Hank goes, <laughs> watch this. He said, I'll help you out. And he grabs it. He's holding on to the steering wheel. And he dips his head down a little bit, and he starts to go over, and he hits the speed bumps. Yeah. And then the kid's like, oh. The kid's it. freak out. And Bobby says something. He's like, yeah. all right, hand, yep. hand your sticks up, boys. And yep. they all hand the sticks Bill's up, eating yeah. all the sticks. Eating all of them. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, uh, they do say something to Randy about that's why your dad wasn't successful or whatever. Oh, yeah. He and, goes, my dad's a successful it, patent lawyer. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Good poor kid. And then what did Hank say after that? He said something. He said, my dad's a successful patent lawyer. And then... Uh, Oh, I can't remember what Hank said right after that. Yeah. Oh, well, it was funny. Whatever so it was. Bill, uh, Bill's still hungry, and so he challenges the kids. He goes, who wants a dollar to say something? And then, Yeah, they all start saying Yeah, they start that. saying oh, something. Want, he yeah, starts eating their sticks, yeah. Uh, so they pull up to the uh, to the state park where they're doing the uh, the big uh, the big trip. Yeah, John Wayne State Park. John Wayne State Park. Yeah, and we see that uh, there's a ton of traffic. Number one in the great outdoors. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, that's the funny thing about it is is. Uh, that's kind of, I guess, a, a a joke and like a tongue-in-cheek thing what they do with like this outdoor space. So it's kind of funny whenever you go to these places. I've been to national parks and oh, yeah. uh, I've been to like Bryce uh, National Park in Utah and uh, Zion and stuff like that. Well, it's really funny because, yeah, you know, people that go to those places and stuff like that, they do take care of it and it is clean and stuff like that. They don't throw the trash everywhere. Most people... People that go to places like that take care of stuff. Yeah. But the line of cars you see oh, yeah. at these places is insane. It's like, I, I, I remember w- when we got to uh, Zion National Park, just to get into the actual park took mm-hmm. us like an hour and 45 yeah. minutes when you could yeah. see the gate. And then we're like back here, like no, it's sure. like a five minute drive to the gate. And it took like an hour and 45 minutes to get in because of the yeah. amount of traffic. And I think that's funny that they uh, added that in the show where you've got all this pollution and stuff happening, yeah. and all these car emissions, yeah. and they're pulling up to John. In Wayne the quote State unquote park. great outdoors. The yeah. great outdoors. Yeah. Uh, we, we do see that uh, the, the great outdoors has been taken over by a bunch of hippies. Bunch of hippies that. Don't really care too much about the environment as much as they say they they've do. Got yeah. a, they've got a banner on the side of this bus that's parked there. It says, Mother Earth Matters. <laughs> uh, and one of their leaders is up on a rock giving an announcement about the fact that they saved the uh, the spotted owl, the Texas spotted owl, uh, the snail darter, and the whooping crane. And, and the they've also crane. eliminated 300 logging jobs. <laughs> Which, which is weird to me because there's not a lot of logging done here in Texas. No, there's not. Well, I think what that uh, I think uh, that was because around the time in the '90s when this show was airing and stuff like that, that was a big topic around that time was uh, logging in uh, South America and stuff like that. She also makes the announcement that the uh, brown herbal ecstasy is bad, so please don't take the brown herbal ecstasy. Brown herbal ecstasy. Yeah. Yeah. Leave that alone, guys. Then we go, (laughs) we we go back over to Hank and his buddies, and uh, Hank makes the comment, uh, "Would it kill a tree if you wore a bra?" Yeah. <laughs> All right. So uh, now we we see Peggy on the road. She's out in the middle of nowhere, which Hauling is ass. And that's most trips you take in Texas. You end up out in the middle of nowhere. You Not know, by choice, right? Just because there's a whole lot of nothing. There's just a whole lot of a nothing. And B, yeah. Usually, yeah. Like if I drive from where we're at to San Antonio and I take the toll road or whatever, it takes me forever to get there. And and the reason that it feels like forever is just that it's in the. It, there's just nothing, there's nothing around. There's nothing on them toll roads in Austin and stuff too. Like yeah. you drive down them toll roads and there is absolutely just you're doing eighty eighty five and it's just fields. Mm-hmm. Bobby's trying real hard not to talk. At this point, he's not doing real well. No, he's not. But he's trying real hard not to he's talk. He's trying. Hank introduces himself as Kicking Elk. Kicking Elk. That's an ad lib, uh-huh. too. That wasn't scripted or nothing. Oh, so really? when they were doing that, that was an ad lib. They popped that up. And I guess uh, Mike Judge and all his eternal wisdom that, that just sprung forth. But yeah, that was uh, what I was reading about. They said that was an ad lib. Yeah, he gives, them, he gives them the whole speech about how they need to protect the earth and they need to protect water and so on and so forth. We then go over and we see uh, Peggy finally getting to a destination. She pulls up to the Motel 7 and yep. introduces herself as Senoria Gracia Ebenezi, something like that. Oh, she, she uh, uh, Gracia Ibanez. Ibanez, so, there we go. Uh, Gracia is grace in Spanish, and mm-hmm. then Ibanez is a guitar. Ah, so she's guitar grace. She's guitar grace. So Correct. I imagine that uh, Mike Judge being a musician of sorts. Sure. Hey, that's probably where that came yeah. from. Yeah. So she's staying in the Motel 7. We still don't really know why. Uh, we know that it's in, uh, it's not a six or a super eight. No, it's a motel, a motel seven. seven. Yeah, we motel don't want to get in seven. trouble, so yeah, it's a motel seven. Trouble. Right. 
So, uh, again, we go back to the boys, uh, and which is weird because we're making kind of a time shift here. Peggy pulls up at night, and the boys and them, I, I guess it's starting to get dark where they're at. But yeah. they're talking about Mother Earth and all this stuff, and they're doing the chant uh, for uh, Wimatanye. Wimatanye, Wimatanye. Right, yeah. and uh, one of one of the parts of the chant is that the straight arrow is against Bill H.R. 57, which would allow for South American <laughs> propane <laughs> imports. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. Which uh, I think is fantastic. Uh, so we, well, it's a great joke, and it's funny, yeah. though, because we talk about logging, and we talk mm-hmm. about this. Mm-hmm. Well, Mike Judge is, you know, his roots are in Ecuador and South America, so... Yeah. Uh, mentioning all these things, there's South American problems too. So the logging yeah. it was a South American sure. issue, and then that the 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 import of South American propane yeah. and stuff like that. So we we're going on to the uh, to the snipe hunt now. Uh, they brought all these boys out, and they're gonna they're gonna uh, make them go on a snipe hunt because that's part of the rite of passage. That's it part is. of becoming a man. It is, and, and it's. Yeah. It's, I don't know if it's like a, a worldwide thing. I don't know if it's a Texas thing or if it's a Southern thing. Yeah, but I don't know either. I don't I've know heard how about many snipe hunts I participated in. Yeah. I was never gullible enough to participate in that because mm-hmm. my dad was a little country, so like, sure. you can't really pull the wool over somebody that lives in the woods' eyes, I guess. So right. like, as far as... Uh, that, but I remember going on church camp a bunch of times, and you, you know, I was always like one of the older ones, and we'd always have the younger guys, and we'd have them sure. out there with their pillowcases and stuff like that out there spirit in the bags. woods for like, yeah, they're sorry, their <laughs> spirit bags. We'd have them out there for like an hour or two, just yeah. running around in the darkness looking for nothing. Yeah, and then at the end of it, you'd bring them, and you know, you tell them about like they'd use it as a teaching lesson for like blind faith and yeah, stuff sure. like that. That's what sure. they used to use it for. But so Bill hands out their whoop ass sticks, whoop ass sticks, and their spirit bags, which we now know are, are ladies tennis socks probably lenore's dirty socks uh-huh. yeah, lenore's dirty socks wore out heels and then they, and then they teach them the snipe call which is yeah um and so they're all off uh you know hunting for snipe beating the bushes and all this stuff and then you know hank hank is in the spirit of well let's let them stay out there for about an hour and then we'll call them back in and let them know what the deal is yeah that's usually how it goes right and then we hear a god-awful noise of something being beat to death yeah bobby in the bush is beating the hell out of something bobby has uh we find out beat a whooping crane which uh in texas if the uh if you get pulled up on by a game warden and yeah. you have just beat the hell out of a whooping crane yeah you probably don't want to do you're probably going to lose your truck your your uh-huh. whatever boat you got with you right. you probably lose everything that you have in your personal possession at that time as dale says <laughs> there's only 5 left in the world well 4, four now, now. <laughs> yeah that's right <laughs> yeah <laughs> And so uh, Hank is 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 uh, this is where we get a whoa you know yeah, one of those a, yeah, yeah. Uh, and Dale immediately wants to make sure that the group knows that he and Boomhauer came on their own trip yeah uh, they don't know them alone, that's right backing up. we're just we're just here to worship Mother Nature <laughs> and then Hank goes give me the keys Dale <laughs> yeah. Dale give me the keys give me the keys Dale yeah and that's where you see Bill act as the enforcer too because so like throughout the the show. Dale's always, you know, he's usually the one that's doing something that's like malicious to the group. He's sure. usually the first one to do something that damages the group in some way. Dale's definitely the one that that slips up the most. Yeah. And yeah. it's always Hank's always like Bill, sick him. You yeah, know? it's like his little guard dog that's or right. something. Yeah, that's right. All right, well let's uh, let you and I take a little break. Uh, we'll hear a word from a few sponsors, and then we'll be right back with the rest of uh, season one, episode three. Woo loo loo, bad time with Matanye. <laughs> And now, a word from our sponsors. Well, let me tell you, Rusty, uh, eating healthy used to be a struggle for me, but that was before I discovered the Blendjet 2 Portable Blender. The Blendjet 2. Now, when fast food temptation strikes, I just blend up a delicious and nutritious protein shaker smoothie. You know, they gave us a whole bunch of those uh, little packages that came with the blender. Yeah. And there's some really good flavors in there. I mean, there's some, like, that matcha Thing. The green matcha? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, those are pretty damn good. Uh, Blendjet 2 is portable, so you can blend up smoothies at work, uh, a protein shake at the gym, or even a margarita on the beach. Mm. It's small enough to fit uh, in a cup holder, but powerful enough to blast through ingredients like ice and frozen fruit with ease. Maybe a human thumb? Don't. It doesn't. Don't put your thumb in it. Blendjet 2 is whisper quiet, so you can make your morning smoothie without waking up the whole house. Lasts for 15-plus blends and recharges quickly via USB-C. 
which has saved us all, there's nothing worse than turning that USB thing over and over and over and over and then finally finding how it plugs in, you know? Oh, yeah, I don't USB like that either. Saved yes, USB-C saved us all. Best of all, Blendjet 2 cleans itself. <laughs> Just blend water with a drop of soap and you're good to go. Uh, there's 30-plus colors and patterns to choose from. There's a Blendjet 2 to complement just about any style. I have, um, we have a pink one? Lavender. Oh, pink one. I think ours is lavender. Uh, yeah. Mine is the Toy Story Aliens. Oh, yeah. It's like the Pizza Planet one. Ooh, yeah. that Ooh. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they've got some really cool uh, um, colors, and yeah. but I really like the patterns. I know one of the people here got one that looks like Woody the Sheriff. Is there a from, code with them? There is a code. What are you waiting for? Go to blendjet.com and glab, gra- <laughs> grab yours glibity, today. Glibity glab glob. it today. Glibity, glibity, glob. Uh, and when you do glab it, uh, make sure you use the promo code. bwaaa one. That's to get 12% off your order and free two-day shipping. No other portable blender on the market comes close to the quality, power, and innovation of the Blendjet 2. They guarantee you'll love it or your money back. Blend anytime, anywhere with the Blendjet 2 portable blender. Go to Blendjet.com and use the code BWAAA12 to get 12% off your order and free two-day shipping. Shop today and get the best deal ever. Blendjet 2, formerly known as Blendjet. (laughs) Hey everyone, it's me, your puzzle-loving pal. Did you know I was a puzzle-loving pal? I didn't know you were a (laughs) puzzle-loving pal. I gotta tell you about my latest obsession. It's Wongo Puzzles. Uh, These things are the real deal. They are high-quality, handcrafted, and perfect for anyone who loves a good challenge but doesn't want to dedicate their entire kitchen table to puzzles for a week. Trust me, I have been there. I will tell you this, uh, my parents, you know, they're very old and decrepit. And uh, they make uh, they they do puzzles all the damn time. Yeah, like there's always a table that what has like an unfinished do, right? puzzle. Yeah, it's either that or I don't know. Die. Feel, <laughs> feel your bones. Uh, so they these puzzles, these Wongo puzzles, they are a hundred percent wooden. Uh, they'll last forever. Uh, each piece is hand drawn. Just think about that for a second. Each piece is hand-drawn, so no two pieces are the same, and you'll discover some fun, whimsy pieces as you work through it. Whimsy. They come in a custom wooden box, which is perfect for storage and gifting. You know, before we started doing this, I didn't realize how many people I know already have these Wongo puzzles. I mean, they're they're apparently pretty... pretty You can't go wherever Juan go. With uh, stunning designs and unique shapes, Wongo puzzles are a cut above the rest. I loved doing the snow globe puzzle myself. It was great to pull out a puzzle and be done in a night and not have it on the table for a week. Uh, So what are you waiting for? Let's go to Wongo Puzzles, W-O-N-G-O Puzzles.com and pick a puzzle today. And be sure to use the promo code B-W-A-A-A for 10% off your order. It's the most fun you'll have with a puzzle guaranteed or your money back. Go to W-O-N-G-O puzzles.com and use your code B-W-A-A-A to get 10% off your order and get puzzling right now. Hey, Rusty, did you know that you could be putting oil and chemicals in your coffee? No, I, mean, I didn't know that. I mean, I love coffee creamer, but I don't think I've ever turned a bottle around to actually see what's inside. You know, recently I did, and I found out many of my favorite creamers, like especially the one my wife used to use, uh, they contain ingredients I would never intentionally add to my coffee cup, like canola oil, Ooh. dipotassium phosphate, whatever Sounds that is, terrible. artificial flavors. I don't, I can't take artificial flavors a lot of the times. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm good on any flavoring. Taste, they taste gross. I like. I don't like flavors in my coffee. I like. Co- I like the earth and flavor of. Coffee. I mean, I love coffee. Don't get me wrong. I I do love it. I just, um, I don't like all that crap in my coffee, right? Yeah, no, who does that? So let me tell you about Laird Superfoods then. Uh, They have better ingredients, amazing taste, and functional benefits. Uh, Laird Superfood creamers are crafted from the highest quality all-natural real food ingredients. All Laird products are sustainably sourced and thoroughly tested to ensure that you're incorporating the cleanest, finest fuel into your routine. Now, they're all-natural. They've got whole food ingredients. Uh, they contain naturally occurring MCTs from coconut oil. And everybody tells you coconut oil is good for you. Mm-hmm. There's no artificial flavors, no colors, no additives, uh, no sugar from highly refined corn syrup. So that's a big deal right there. Um, 
If you take one thing you do every day and make it better, Laird developed his creamer himself to stay powered for a day on the waves. He was a big wave surfer, Laird Hamilton was, and he needed a morning fuel that could allow him to spend the entire day chasing the ultimate wave. So he made this creamer, and it is, uh, it's, it's crazy, crazy good. Uh, Laird sources high-quality plant-based ingredients globally and puts an emphasis on U.S. sources whenever possible. They aim to source responsibly and sustainably and believe that the food you consume should be as good for the earth as they are for you. They have honest and transparent products and labels. Uh, if you try it, you won't go back. Um, they have functional superfood creamers, instant lattes, and prebiotic greens. They have a variety of snacks and supplements full of wholesome plant-based ingredients to keep you charged for wherever life takes you. So to get a deal on Laird Superfoods, I need you to go to zen.ai-bwaa-king-of-the-hill. So that's zen.ai-bwaa-king-of-the-hill. And your offer code there is BWAAA. So Laird Superfoods makes a better creamer that keeps you powered all day, and it's better for you, the earth, and your coffee. What do you say, Rusty? You want to go get some coffee? Mmm. Coffee. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Rusty? Yeah? Did you know that dehydration is the leading cause of daytime fatigue? Oh, no. I don't know about you, but like 2, 33 o'clock, I just hit a wall almost every day. I was shocked to learn that even mild dehydration can cause headaches, muscle weakness, brain fog. But luckily, there's a cure. Oh, there is? Actually, I should have said there's a solution. It's called cure. Cure hydration. Uh, the cure hydration is an oral rehydration solution, or ORS, uh, that contains the perfect balance of electrolytes. You know how important that is because plants crave it. Super important. And glucose to help your body absorb water and rehydrate quickly. The formula is made with all natural ingredients like coconut water powder and pink Himalayan salt. Whoopee. And it is free from artificial flavors, sweeteners, and preservatives. Cure Hydration is vegan, gluten-free, and non-GMO. Uh, that makes it a great option for anyone with dietary restrictions and preferences. Uh, the packets that they give you, they're convenient. They're easy to use. You just mix them with water and drink. They're perfect for on-the-go, travel, or anytime you need quick hydration. Uh, hydration is more than just drinking water, Rusty. It is, uh, that's what Lauren Picasso, a lifelong endurance athlete, discovered as she struggled to stay hydrated no matter how much water she drank. I've known people like that. My yeah, wife, my yeah, wife yeah, drinks yeah. so much water, it's crazy. Lauren found Cure, a science-backed electrolyte drink mix, to make hydration easy for everyone. Uh, Cure believes that hydration should be simple and effective, but also clean and natural. That's why they only use the highest ingredients and quality plant-based uh, stuff to avoid any artificial or harmful additives. They're committed to transparency and honesty. All of their ingredients are clearly listed on their website and packaging, and they're always happy to answer any questions or concerns. So are you ready to combat dehydration? Absolutely. You, you can try Cure today and feel, difference for, feel the difference for yourself. Use your code... B-W-A-A-A. <laughs> Sorry, I'm blank. You're good. For 20% off your order. Try Cure today and feel the difference for yourself. Use our special code. B-W-A-A-A. For 20% off your order. Uh, your coupon will be activated at checkout. Try Cure Hydration. Stop drying out. All right, we're back. Uh, we uh, have the boys in a snipe hunt. Uh, we see that uh, Peggy is at the Motel 7. Uh, we found out that Bobby has beat a whooping crane to death. Uh, and uh, Bobby informs everybody that uh, Wumatanye had turned a snipe into a whooping crane. Uh, and that's what had really happened. Uh, Hank is just ready to ditch the carcass. Yeah, um, and he, it's funny though because uh, this like throughout this whole time, uh, Bobby's trying to defend his dad's honor and all yeah. my dad's you know, yeah. honorable, honorable, and then y then you see him talking about we're just gonna stuff it in the trash can at, behind Stucky's, you know, mm -hmm, <laughs> which mm -hmm. is a real restaurant. That's right. Yeah, oh yeah, actual Stuckies. restaurant Stuckies. Well, Stuckies were basically truck truck stops for travelers. So it's kind of like a Bucky's. It was like a Bucky's. Was it was like, like, like a Flying okay. J. It was like you know Pilot, that kind of stuff. stuff yeah. But Stuckies was known for their pecan log. The pecan log. Okay. Yeah. So it's kind of like Bucky with the corn nuggets. Yeah, that's exactly right. But this was, uh, it's it's the white 
um, I don't even know what it is, like like almost marshmallow cream. And yeah. It's just this rolled in nuts. Rolled in, yeah. Yeah, that was what they okay. were famous for. Hmm. Yeah, it wasn't good. No, it didn't sound good. It sounds no. like crap. No, it wasn't good at all. Uh, so they are ready to uh, ditch this thing in the morning. They, they end up going to bed. Uh, they put it in the ice chest. Um, the problem is that uh, in the morning, Hank is awoken by a state trooper. Yeah, a or state a park trooper, ranger, a park ranger, yeah, yeah, park ranger, game, game and wildlife or whatever, and yeah, he's got a, uh, he, he's walking up with a, a proximity like GPS thing. Mm-hmm. Some whenever he gets close to it, it's like beep 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 beep, and then he gets closer to the. Sir, the have ice you chest, seen this yeah. whooping crane? <laughs> yeah, uh, and uh, then Dale uh, comes hopping out of the tent because they've tied him up and taken all his clothes. Yep. Uh, <laughs> oh yes. Yeah, so hold on. Before this, <laughs> yeah. before this, you see. Uh, uh, as the the game warden, state trooper, who the law enforcement official pulls up, you see. Uh, if you look at uh, in the background, you could see uh, out of Boomhauer's tent, you could see a half naked young lady come running out, <laughs> and then you see Boomhauer running behind her. So that gives us the. Uh, I think that's the first instance where we see uh, Boomhauer's womanizing Being abilities. Man yeah, because like, yeah. you got to think, they just pulled up to the state yeah. park. Less than 24 hours yeah. they've been at this state park, and he's already, you know, shagging somebody in the tent like that night kind of thing. So it really shows the, the power of Jeff Boomhauer. That's right. <laughs> so um, we 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 tell the, the state trooper that we hadn't seen it, and he, he informs, you know, people that uh, if you see it, let us know because it's real important. Uh, and that's when Hank says we're gonna we're gonna uh, throw it in a dumpster behind the Stuckies. Unfortunately, Bobby is messing with the whooping crane at the time. Yeah, yeah, and the hippies see it, and so the hippies are uh, are screaming, "There it is!" You know, let's get them. And they start chasing them. Yeah, they right. start actually physically chasing them, which is a really funny scene because you know hippies hugging trees, you know. Mm-hmm protecting the earth they run through all kinds of bird nests mm-hmm. and grabbing up yep. trees and plants yep. and and then throw all of their uh, hacky sacks at the car and as frisbees the, as yeah the people finally make they it bombarded in. them and it's funny because right. it's like a field of hippies like kicking their hacky sacks in the air That's and then right. they all just boom boot them at the car yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right and then we cut to peggy and we find out where she was headed well she's headed to uh what she say zapatos as they call them in your language that's right she is uh, she pulls up in front of Lubbock's very big shoes for uh very big shoes fashions for the large footed lady yep and she goes in and uh, the guy there knows her by her knows her by her gracia made up Ibanez. Name. That's yeah right. Ibanez. that's right and the it is funny though because uh she says to him uh I've come for some zapatos, mm-hmm. and then she says shoes, as they call them in your country. <laughs> and he's he's a, he's, a, he's a Spanish guy. He's ready for her, though because <laughs> yeah. he's got he's got what he calls an Italian mock alligator. The Italian mock alligator. That's right. Alligator. And they get her a, they get her a coffee and the whole thing. I mean, oh, it's yeah. all set up. It's a whole setup. Yeah, it's kind of funny. It's like uh, and then. Uh, she gets her big, big, huge ski-like shoes, right. uh, sixteen size. Was like sixteen double so E. We find out that that Peggy's shoe size is size sixteen triple E. Triple E. That's right, sixteen triple <laughs> yeah, E. This is yeah. the first reference to the Peggy's big feet. Yeah, and it's real funny too because they they do the whole shoe exchange. They do, you know, she buys them or whatever, and then like at the end of that scene, there's two guys carrying one shoe box out that's to right. the car because the shoe's so big. <laughs> so that, and that's that that right there is just it's so fantastic. funny, so like unintentionally funny because it's just a strange scene and then they just carrying out this microwave yeah, out they're to the car the big, the, yeah. big, the big box out yeah um as as hank and them are, are hauling ass away from the park uh bobby has again gotten the whooping grain out and he's got it out the window trying to get the air back into it trying to resuscitate this bird yeah, through wimitanye right and uh again it's like you gotta get that down you know uh, hank is after him you know you gotta you gotta hide the bird um, and then they end up at a culvert. Uh, they seem, they, they, which, which you want to explain what a culvert is? A culvert? Uh, well, in Texas. I don't know that it's called that everywhere. I don't think it's called that everywhere. A culvert's like a ditch. It's just for drainage, mm-hmm. uh, for flooding and stuff. And in Texas, uh, we might not get a lot of rain, but when we do get rain, mm-hmm. it is sometimes it's like three or four days worth of rain. Right. And, uh, without them culverts and stuff in Texas, I mean, there's still places that are considered like, uh town like mm-hmm. out in Hewitt and stuff that uh-huh. flood horribly right and it's in town like you're right. like in the center of Hewitt and it's like you can't even drive across yeah. the street kind of thing because there's so much rain yeah and they have those those big uh drainage pipes yeah huge and, drainage and pipes. so Hank is trying to shove this dead bird into a drainage pipe and it won't fit yeah 
Well, it's actually for the interstate highway systems. They have those. It's the, uh-huh. the entire like I thirty five corridor through Texas. That's a part of the highway requirements when they were building the highways in the sixties and stuff like that. Was to have proper drainage because when uh, Eisenhower did the study back in the day to see how fast the military could travel across the United States because they mm-hmm. took them across what was called the Lincoln Highway at the time, mm. and they went from the Midwest, and they drove all the way to California. And he wanted to do a time study to see how long it took them to get that far just in case uh, during the Cold War, in case we had any kind of Russian mm-hmm. invasion or whatever. That's what it was really preparing for. And they uh, they drove that Lincoln Highway and realized there's no way that we could properly mobilize like Germany did because the Autobahn and all that, mm-hmm. he saw how efficient Germany was at mobilizing their army. And uh, he was like, well, we got to, you know, put this highway in. And uh, that was one of the things was the Lincoln Highway was always flooding and always had flooded issues and stuff like that. Yeah. So uh, whenever they were doing the highway designs, they added culverts all the way through it in certain lengths and certain places and oh, stuff wow. like that to attribute for rain. And also, completely unrelated, I know I'm going off topic. No, but, you're good. Uh, the highway also has certain lengths that have to be straight for a certain amount of distance. Uh-huh. So they have to have straightaways that are a mile long. Mm. That way, uh, what they what they would do in case of like a, a, a invasion of the United States, all of the hi- mid middle berms, all the stuff you see in the middle of the highways, mm-hmm. they would clear all that out, and they would have mile stretches that they could use for airstrips. Mm. So the uh, the whole interstate highway system is designed for military military purposes wow. only. Wasn't made for us? I didn't know any of that. That's, yeah, that's it was made for military. Crazy. That's great. Um, so, uh, the bird won't fit in the drainage. No, it doesn't. He's sitting there trying to stuff it in the drainage too. Yeah. And he's not like being gentle or anything. He's just grabbing this bird and he's like mm-hmm. trying to stuff just it. Jamming it in there. Like yeah. stuffing, stuffing in a Thanksgiving turkey. And, and so, so the bird ends up on the ground again and Bobby starts kind of praying over it. Right. He's yeah, praying to Wimatanye. Yeah, Wimatanye. Yep. yep. He's trying to get the bird back to life or he's trying to, you know, uh, yeah, finally do the, do the sacrifice. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And uh, Hank has to tell him that it's all BS. And and that's a hard point for Hank at this point because uh, Bobby, like I said, Bobby's just defended Hank to the hilt, and now yeah. he's got to say in front of everybody after he's already told the uh, 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 dang, what the hell's his name? John Redcorn's son. I uh, Joseph. Uh, Joseph. Yeah, I completely yeah, yeah, yeah. blanked on that. So, yeah, he even tells Joseph, oh, yeah, no, my dad's an honorable man and mm-hmm. all this, and then eventually mm-hmm. he's like, well, it's all fake. Well, and they have this talk, and, and you know, Bobby Bobby questions whether they're on the same team and stuff, and Hank yeah. tells him, you know, that we're on Team Hill. It's just you and I, and Team Hill is going to bury this whooping crane. Yeah. And so um, uh, Hank and Bobby, uh, they get the um, – they're, they're, they're praying over the, the, the bird – and uh, here comes the uh, park ranger. Yep, finds right them with a hippie in tow, uh, and they're ready to arrest them. You yep. know, because they beat this whooping crane up. up and uh, what happens? Whooping crane flies off. That's right. Whooping and crane gets up. It absolutely <laughs> inflates Bobby's brain into thinking he's some kind of uh, ancient shaman with these magical shamanism and th- th- these shaman-like powers to bring this whooping crane back to life. Yeah, Bobby literally calls himself a shaman. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and the, uh, the, the park ranger informs Hank that, uh, well, I guess knocking a crane unconscious isn't, isn't against the law, so you're free to go. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which uh, technically it, it, he probably would have gotten in trouble for that, even if the whooping crane was okay. For yeah, I think so. Uh, but uh, I'm willing to let I'm willing we'll to let him go. Suspend disbelief there. Well, yeah, Hank gets Hank gets away with a lot. They get I mean, oh sure, they get a lot away with a lot, a lot. When we when we get into the fishing episode later, yeah. yeah well, yeah, it really yeah. blows my mind that his best friend ends up being a, a Texas Ranger at the end of it all. But it really shows that. But for me, it really uh, with 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 Boomhauer, you know, eventually being revealed as a, a, a cop, it mm. really like speaks to the duality of being a police officer. Oh, yeah. You know, because sure. he's still a human being with friends that want to cut up and have fun, but at the end of the day, he's still a cop. But you, you see all the humanity, and you never see, like, the actual mm-hmm. job side of who he is, where you see what Bill does for a living, you see what Dale does for a living, you see what mm-hmm. Hank does for a living, but you never see what Boomhauer does. He just seems like this womanizer right, right. just riding around with, like, he's uh, fell into money or something. That's mm-hmm. what I always thought. Like, uh, he's just a, a womanizer that mm-hmm. has had a rich dad or a rich yeah. uncle or rich somebody in his family. When it turned out he was just a just a Texas Ranger the whole time, <laughs> which is really weird. But I like it, and I really hope that uh, in this new show, yeah, uh, the new uh, which if everybody doesn't know, uh, about three weeks ago I believe it is now, mm-hmm. uh, Mike Judge and Greg Daniels revealed that underneath uh, a new production company called Bandera Animation or Bandera mm-hmm. Entertainment, I don't mm-hmm. know what they've called it. It's yeah. Bandera is the name. Yeah. They have rebooted uh, Beavis and Butthead and mm-hmm. King of the Hill mm-hmm. 
and they're aging them up 15 years. 15 years on these guys. So, so I, I don't know what they're doing with Brittany Murphy's character, Luann. I don't know either. She'll be about 35. And Tom Petty's character, Lucky. Yeah. Because they were they were integral part of the show at the end. And then you got to think Cotton and... Yeah, Cotton's dead. Cotton's... Well, actually, Cotton could technically still be alive, but he would be in his very late 90s if he is still alive. Because mm. War Two Vets are on their way out. But, but he, he dies still in the show alive. later. He does, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he's yeah, gone. He yeah, he's definitely yeah. gone anyway. But uh, as far as everybody's aged up, spoiler it's supposed alert, to be like... Yeah, spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're full of spoilers. <laughs> so I think like Luann's supposed to be like 35. Bobby's supposed to be like 28. I just can't wait to Hank see... Hank and Peggy are in their mid-60s at this time. I cannot time. wait to see a 30-year-old Bobby. I can't wait to see a 30-year-old Bobby. 30-year-old Joseph I can't also. wait to see like... What happened to him? A 60-year-old Dale. Yeah. Like, like a 60-something-year-old Dale. Yeah. Is what, that's what I'm really looking forward to is seeing Dale and then seeing what they do with Boomhauer. And then, you know what would be really funny with Bill? If Bill like got his shit together mm -hmm. and then like we see Bill as like this fit guy like he was in his previous life, you know, before he met Lenore and everything when he was in the military, he was all like fit and everything. Yeah. So or that's gonna be good. Or he's back with Lenore. Or he's back with one Lenore. Of the other. One yeah, of the yeah, other, yeah. 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 Lenore figured her life out and came back. Yeah. Yeah. Either That'd one of those funny. would be fantastic. Um okay, and then uh we get our credits and we get our, our slow roll of the song out. Um and then we have a post credit scene. Which is not common for King not of the common. Hill. Not common for yeah. a lot of these animated shows. Sure. You don't really get a lot of that. Yeah, you get maybe some quotes thrown at you at the end during the credits or yeah. something like well, that. Yeah, well, usually with uh, King of the Hill, they have a one-liner at the very end at the mm -hmm. at the production screen. And, yeah, that uh, came from the show. Came, yeah, this that particular episode. I think at the end of this one, it was, woo loo loo yeah. woo loo loo Bobby but, screaming. But yeah. this is an entirely new clip that we have at the end. Hank's home. Peg's home. She's got this giant box. Huge that's got box. the shoes on it. Yeah. And she's taking a file and filing off the number one on it so it looks like it's a size six. Yeah, she doesn't want that. Being married for as long as they've been married, yeah. you would think that by this she's point, like, you know, it's like farting in front of your significant that's right. other. That's like, right. She's been with Hank so long, you figured that the shoe size and stuff wouldn't matter. Yeah. But she still tries to hide it. And that whole episode is her literally just trying to hide the fact that love, she's buying big-ass shoes. I love shoes. that she would have a size 6 versus a 16. A 16. That, yeah, there's a no way you pass that would be off. like this big and a 16 <laughs> yeah, is like, right. you know, huge right. comparison. So Hank asked her, uh, you know, how did, how did it go over the weekend? Did you do a little shopping? She said, yeah, I bought a microwave. He goes, man, this family goes through microwaves like crazy. Like, like, yeah, like yeah, people, go through, people go through shoes. People go through shoes, yeah. Yeah. Well, another fun fact on this episode, uh, I didn't add it earlier, so I add it now. So when Bobby uh, and Joseph are in the tent in the in the living room, and uh, they almost say the f word, uh, there's only three instances in this episode in this show mm -hmm. where a curse word is almost used. There's that instance, and there was another one with Ted. I oh, uh, I can't remember his last name. He's the the the, the, the Wasana song. Wasana song. So mm -hmm. it's Ted Wasana song. He says pig fucker in some episode, but they end up changing it to pig farmer. Right. And then there's another episode where Dale says the F word, but there's mm. only three instances of that. They're all, you know, muted or whatever mm. it is, but mm. there's those are the three instances. Yeah, I don't remember any was interesting. No, there's no bleeps, I don't think. I don't think they have any bleeps. They I, mean, might, I, I might go back and look at those episodes that have that and see if they bleep them out or not. I think it's funnier when you bleep or blur somebody's mouth out, you know, yeah, a lot of yeah. the time. But in animation, that's, that's a little bit. Yeah, it rough. didn't work in animation as well. Yeah. I like the uh, almost cuss like where he goes fuck, fuck and then she's like oh I know half a cuss word I when I hear one. Swear word well, it reminds me of like right. being a kid and you know yeah. you heard all the cuss words and stuff sure. like that and you know you might mutter one under your breath and right. then your mom barely hears what you said you're like right. oh she didn't hear me did she mm -hmm. I was really bad about that when I was a kid muttering stuff under my breath and uh, I remember specifically one time my mom was like uh, she had called my name to come to the other room mm -hmm. and as I was walking towards her. Uh, underneath my breath, uh, I had said, "What the fuck does she want sure. now?" Sure, and uh, she heard me. She heard me oh, enough. No. That little breathy, "What the fuck does she want yeah. now?" And she says, yeah. "Well, I want you to do what you're told. That's what I want you to do." <laughs> she said, "For cussing, you can go sit down once your dad gets uh, home." Uh, that's <laughs> funny. Yeah, yeah, I used to uh, record these tapes as a DJ because um, I was a lonely little uh, only child. And so I would get these cassettes and I would record like my my DJ radio show. Yeah. Right? With songs and stuff in between, but I would cuss like a friggin' sailor for some reason. <laughs> yeah. And my dad found those tapes one time. And he was he was not happy. No, nah, yeah, I'm sure he wasn't. Not a nah, great day. No, nah, yeah. it wasn't. 
here's another fucking song. You know yeah. that? Kind of <laughs> yeah, here you <laughs> just go. Stupid stuff. Like That's that. kind of cool. Yeah, <laughs> I did something similar to that. I did it with accents though. I would record myself doing different accents. Oh really? Yeah, and just talking shit in different accents. Oh, that's funny. I, I wish I knew where all that stuff was. Probably you were, lost the time. You were gonna be a um, a voice actor. Yeah, voice actor. That's what I guess that was the goal at that time. Yeah. I don't know what that was. Yeah, it was fun though. Whatever it was, I was really good with accents as a kid. I'm not as good at them now, but right. I used to be able to do. I used to be able to do the whole entire King of the Hill cast. Time does uh, take a lot of that away from us. Puberty. Yeah, that's true. That's what a lot. Of, that's pretty much where all of it went. Ball I could do all the it. yeah. Right. I could do all the voices and stuff. I used to be able to do the whole King of the Hill cast, but wow. when my voice changed, I'll, whatever it was, I lost it all. Well, this is uh, this is one of my favorite episodes uh, because it's so succinct. It's so so quick. Um, y- you you involve almost yeah. every one of the characters. Well, I think when we're it's a really good one. done with this season, we do a, a cap episode for yeah. the season. I think this right here will probably hit top three for mm-hmm. the for the for the season as oh, far yeah, as episodes definitely. go. Well, you find out so much about the characters in this one. Yeah, and it's like I think the the first two episodes are like a good structural, you know, uh, give you like the architecture of the show kind of thing. And then right. the third episode, the jokes really take stride. You really mm-hmm. have like every scene is just boom, 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 joke, 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 joke. Whereas one and two. Uh, the first two episodes, it doesn't seem as pointed. You don't mm-hmm. seem to get as many, you know, many mm-hmm. direct jabs as you did in three. So I feel like that's where they're starting to get their legs underneath them, the riders. They're well, starting to get a feel for it. This is one of those episodes where, and this happens a lot in situation comedies, where you start to learn the characters so the, the jokes are based on the characters rather than general situations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You it's, know? It's, it's character jokes too, yeah. Yeah, and, and that, as a viewer... You start getting paid off for watching. Yeah, and, and you start to uh, you start to uh, take all these people in, and you know start to mm-hmm. start to like you mm-hmm. start to start liking mm-hmm. them and start thinking about them, and you, well, know, you know they become about, more personable to you, yeah, yeah more and relatable. You, and you know about their limitations, and you know about their their successes and their tragedies and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. and that's that's comedy is that yeah. juxtaposition between tragedy and you know and and, true. and good things, and that's a. Uh, Laugh, laugh now, cry later, kind of thing. You know what I mean? And that's what this whole show really, really does uh, touch on. The whole mm-hmm. King of the Hill series really does that throughout the whole show. It's you know they they make fun of tragedy and they really do speak a lot on uh, like the life tragedies and stuff. Or really like if yeah. you really took out all the humor out of it and you're watching it, you would think you were watching Jerry Springer. It's you, true. Like you get like even even well, the especially Bill. Well, even the Laotian guy in the yeah. neighborhood goes on the, the like when he turns into a, a wild redneck and yeah. he does the fighting and stuff like yeah. that. Like even he has those kind of struggles. Well, you find out that he's on medication and all kinds. Yeah. of, I mean, you know, it, it's a really good show that really teaches you and shows you that we're all human beings at mm-hmm. the end of the day. And everybody's fucked up in some way, shape, or form. And you know, you got to stick together as a community and yeah. everybody get through all the bullshit together, kind of thing. That's what I like it's, about the show. It's so That's weird. What I really that, like about it. It's so weird that animation. Is is so much easier to teach us that than an actual sitcom actual or something people, like that. Yeah, 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 it is, and I think what it is is because it allows, like, in, in an actual TV show with actual actors and stuff like that, you 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 have to kind of skirt around certain things. Mm-hmm. You can't be as direct because those people have to exist as human yeah. beings outside of the show, and it's hard for some viewers to detach the person from what's actually the content of the show. So they get wrapped up in you know political correctness and stuff like that, and then the actor that acted in this you know, this scene or said something that was off color or something. Sure. They're the ones that get, you know, well, vilified for it, even though they're not even the ones that wrote it. They're just the ones that acted in the show. And at the, the time show. that this was going on, you still had a lot of shows with studio audiences and things like that. that yeah. That elicited um, reactions from the audience with applause signs or, oh, you know, and that kind of stuff. Yeah. And, and I, that just never would have worked nah, on a show like this. It would never have. I don't think that you could have done that with uh, the animated shows. And I think that's what makes the animated shows good is you don't have yep. to have that canned laughter or nothing like that. It's uh, it's all real. It's all like it, mm-hmm. the, the, the laughter is up to you to find yep. the joke. It's up to you to find find what's funny. And I think shows have learned a lot from that that sort of setting. So, again, The Office and, and anything that Justin Spitzer did afterwards. Yeah, because uh, absolutely. you got to remember, this is uh, this is like revolutionary stuff for yeah, television. It really these animated, was. These, all these adult animated programs with The Simpsons and everything. Like At this point, The Simpsons only like six, seven years old when the show aired, right. I think. so. And and such a difference between those two shows because The Simpsons, you could do 
otherworldly type stuff. This was all based in yeah. reality. Yeah, yeah. You know, there was gravity here. There was uh, there was sadness here. There was happiness here. Yeah. There was, you know, Well, I feel like what it is, it's like an adult's, uh, it's like the adults uh, taking over cartoons again mm-hmm. for themselves. Because, like, cartoons yeah. in their original format were targeted for adults. Right. You know, because kids were working in the mills and stuff. And, you know, they're, they're at work while we're <laughs> sure. enjoying leisurely movies and news clips and stuff. Sure. So, the, of course. The good old days, you yeah, mean. The good old sure. days. Yeah. Right. Back when everybody earned an income in the household. Right. Come on, Tim, give me your check. <laughs> Ten years old. Yeah, give me everything you earned. What'd you get? Oh, Ten a, pence. I That's earned fine. an apple. Yeah. That's right. So you get that uh <laughs> it's like recapturing animation. Cause like it starts yeah. off, you know, animation started off for adults, and then you get sure. the golden era of cartoons in the late seventies, eighties, nineties, and then boom, you have this like huge surgence of adult animated. Yeah comedies yeah. through Adult Swim and Comedy Central and all these other well, and then, Fox. And, and then the development of computer uh, power, computer animation, um, yeah. making computer animation so viable as far as an option goes, then you can just pump this stuff out. Yeah. Well, you remember, know. seven seasons of King of the Hill were all hand-drawn. Mm-hmm. So they still did it yeah. for, even when the technology was there, they were still hand-drawn. Well, I'm saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's that's a very good point so, on, on them. I'm saying these days, though, oh, these you days, see so yeah, much yeah, animation yeah. because you can just so pump much it out. It. Yeah, it's yeah. easy. Like the the amount of animated content now that you have targeted towards adults, mm-hmm. like you could you could watch a new show every day. Yeah. And, and I really think that uh, without, uh, like, The Simpsons, King of the Hill, and Futurama and stuff yeah. like that, all those early ones, you might not have as much of this great animated comedy that we get. And Adult Swim, too, was pretty revolutionary. I had to give them their props because as far as uh, animated comedies go, they probably had some of the more, like, cult hits. Oh, yeah. Outside of the mainstream where you yeah. got Fox being Space mainstream. Space Ghost is, is always the one that we talk about. But, yeah that's, yeah, that's the one that brings it to life for me. And I read last night that uh, Futurama's being rebooted on Hulu. Futurama, here we go. That's yep. good, too. More Futurama. Man. Yep. The timeline's getting better. I mean, I, th- I thought it was going to – Yeah. It was starting to go pretty dark. Yeah. Now we're – at least you know, get a little light and some yeah. darkness here. I kind of like that. The it's only good. thing, the only thing is, the guy who does Bender won't be there. Oh well. So it's going to be somebody else doing his voice. Well, we'll see how that goes. Which I mean, I'm sure it'll be fine. Same writers, same yeah, same, same writers situations. And so I hope that. Well, that could kill it for me though. I'm yeah, it's lie. true. Voices for me means I mean it's a big deal. It's just like with this new reboot of uh, King of the Hill, mm-hmm. like. How are the voices gonna yeah. pan out? Because they don't have any. Uh, well, you know what's funny about about all that is um, all the talking about computer technology and all the animation and stuff versus live action. Um, if if anybody watches the Mandalorian um, Star Wars show or the Book of Boba Fett, you will see a young Luke Skywalker in one of the episodes, and I don't know, maybe more past that, that's what I've watched, is one episode where there is a young Luke Skywalker teaching uh, Grogu, who is Baby Yoda, yeah, uh, how to be a Jedi. And um, it's obvious that it couldn't be the real Mark Hamill. Yeah. Uh, that they aged him down with computers. And then I read that... Uh, oh, but it was Mark Hamill playing the, the role, but they had aged him down? or No. I read that, that the voice was not voiced by anybody. What they did is they took every word that Mark Hamill said as Luke Skywalker, fed it into a computer, and then an, and then an wow. AI did all of his speaking for him. Wow. Hey, it's kind of funny you mentioned that. Cause, but think uh, about that. You're getting away from using real actors, using real actors. at this point. You don't so, even have to use actors. So even real acting is going to sorts of animation, yeah. kind of. That's how they finished... Uh, uh, one of the Fast and the Furious movies after Paul Walker yeah, died, yeah. they used his voice, and they had his brother doing the actual physical part, yeah. and they used uh, AI to do his voice. And it's funny about this AI thing that you're talking about because I've I've seen uh, the deep fake stuff that they mm. do on the internet. That was the other thing they used a deep fake artist yeah. to do his face. Well, there's yeah. a, a a streamer that I watch. He's a political streamer that I uh, I watch, and he has. Uh, what he calls, it's an atmosphere that's around him of content creators mm-hmm. that take his content and put clip videos and stuff like that, and they make money off of his content, too. But mm-hmm. he doesn't he doesn't ever DMCA flag anybody because he's a millionaire, mm-hmm. and he and the way he sees it is, is I'm making my money. Why not spread the wealth, even though they're using his content to make money? Sure. But there's this one guy, uh, specifically a YouTube creator called Austin Ox, and mm-hmm. he does these deep fake videos and stuff, and he'll take these streamers, and he'll do all this AI and all this mm-hmm. CGI and, and voice stuff, and and he'll make video clips of them saying stuff, but it's not them. It's just this deep fake stuff. And it's him really just trying to show everybody how crazy this technology is and how you could even live stream with this technology sure. and sure. use somebody else's complete identity to oh, live 
that's stream. coming. That's coming. Yeah, yeah you're going to have, um, you know, you've already got concerts by uh, avatars. Like you'll, they, they, oh, Fortnite. They Fortnite do, does, com- uh, they have uh, concerts in the middle of video games They do live shows. Yeah. Like where you and I would buy a ticket, go into an auditorium, and watch an avatar on a screen give a concert. Yeah. I, that's the creepiest, well, they, weirdest they have thing it, to They have ever. it now where you sit at home. So uh, yeah. my son, there was like a Travis Scott concert mm-hmm. or something. But I was like, well, like how much of the tickets? Or when is it? Are we going to, you know, mm-hmm. do I need to, sh- right. or you got you going with a friend? Are we chaperone? Sure. What are we doing? And he was like, oh, no, we're just going to sit in the living room and watch it on TV. I was like, what are you talking about? He said, well, inside the video game, so you load into your game, yeah. and you're in, like, this open lobby with other people, mm-hmm. and it's just huge. Like, it's just a concert right metaverse. in front of your face kind of thing. Yeah, Metaverse. Yeah. Ready and, uh, Player One. Well, I was looking through that, too, because we got him a uh, VR headset for mm-hmm. Christmas, mm-hmm. and I was looking through just the features of it, you know, yeah. just checking out parental controls, really playing right, with sure. it, and while I was doing that, there's, like, the MLB has, like, a contract mm-hmm. to where they do baseball games mm-hmm. in VR. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've got a whole concert series of different artists and stuff it's that you crazy. could pay two bucks or whatever it is, and you get to watch, a, like, a live concert. Yeah. And it's all, like, on your head. Like, there, there was another thing I saw where uh, Walmart had been working on the technology Walmart. to where you could shop in your Meglo headset. Walmart. So you're walking around Walmart in your nope. VR headset, throwing your groceries nope. into nope. the basket. No, nope. I'm done. <laughs> yep, I'm good. Thanks. That's what I said. I was like, yep. like if if you like when I'm doing online shopping, it's to mm-hmm. like take away from the experience yes. of having to walk around yes. the shop. So why would I want to do it virtually? I don't yeah. even want to do it in real life. Here, that, throw it's kind of crazy. Go, uh, go throw your trash away virtually. Yeah, I'm know, not gonna lie. Like, though, I mean, it, why I probably will try it out. Just for fun. Yeah, I said I'm done, but I'll do it too. Yeah, I, yeah. I just I hate putting one of those things on my head. I don't like it either. That gives me a headache after about 30 minutes. That's the next next hump, right? If you can get over me having to put something on my head that big, um, then maybe we're talking. Well, but soon it's going to be just as simple as our yeah. glasses here, Mike. And that would be, be fine. I'd be okay with the glasses. Won't be thing, long. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I just got to condense everything. That's all, right. all it is now is condensing the technology to and if smaller. And you, if you've stuck with us this long, uh, remember, this is a King of the Hill rewatch podcast, and we're now, yeah, <laughs> we're now King of the talking Hill VR. Yeah. 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 yeah, so. All right, well, that was uh, Season 1, Episode 3, uh, Order of the Straight Arrow, and uh, really great episode. It was fun again, Rusty. Uh, always have fun oh, doing absolutely. this. absolutely. Yeah. check us out on roguemedianetwork.com. Wimitanye, indeed. And, and just remember, I am so depressed I can't even blink. Can't even blink. This has been a Rogue Media Network 